0: You are listening to the God Focused Life Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Thompson, and my prayer is that every single listener will be inspired and challenged to be all that God has created you to be. Hello, and welcome to episode 23 How Do You Know If You Are Obeying God? Okay, I am recording this podcast in an empty room, so you're probably going to hear more of an echo. Why is it empty? Because we have staged our home and we are getting ready to put our house on the market. Now let me just say this, this has been a leap of faith over these past few weeks trying to get everything prepared, getting ready to sell, the whole the whole story behind selling the house has been a leap of faith. Let me start from the beginning and of my story, and then we're going to dive into how how to tell if you are obeying God or are we walking in disobedience. So all of this with us started last year. It was last March, and my husband felt that the Lord told him that we would be putting our house on the market in a year. And at that time, you know, of course there were questions. Was this really God? Is this just, you know, a feeling that we had because we were in Colorado at the time and we are big fans of Colorado. We've lived there. We love it there. And maybe, you know, we could, maybe it was something that we were just feeling together that we would be going back to Colorado. But, um, Pat just felt very strongly that it was from the Lord. So we came home, and it was just business as usual. We just live and play and work and do everything that we need to do. And then I went on a God retreat. It was called Abide, and it was totally focused on the Lord and just having time alone to journal, read my Bible. And I felt very, very strongly that the Lord was showing me that I needed to release that uh, the year of 2020 was going to be a year of release and to prepare myself for that. And as I started spending more time with the Lord in that weekend, I just felt like it really was going to be our home and some other things that I was just going to have to let go of. And so I came home, told my husband, Oh my goodness, it was just so clear to me. I really do believe that we are supposed to be selling our home. It's, you know, it's just time. So we move through the holidays and we get to the, the brand new year and we just started purging. I actually, I started purging my closet, started purging through the things that I don't use, things that I don't need, started giving things away to goodwill throwing things away, just finding some trash that just, you know, just needed to go. Like it wasn't good for anything or anybody and just really rooting through and making sure that I'm keeping the necessary things, but getting rid of the extra. And it's amazing how long that can take. But we were just, you know, on the same page. It's time to purge. And come 2020, we're continuing on to purge. And then it, we just felt it was time. It was time to call our realtor, have an appointment with her, and discuss where we were with selling the house. Now, let me just say this. There are a lot of details that I'm kind of leaving out, some things that my husband and I are working through together to figure out even more with ministry. What is God leading us to do? Is he calling us to do something different, something new? I feel like, uh, just kind of giving you a little bit of insight, I feel like God is leading me to Um, do retreats. I feel that he wants me to get back into the fitness business, creating something that's totally unique and new that's between me and the Lord, something that he wants to do through me for that and to create community with fitness, creating community with virtual Bible studies having these retreats, you know, all of us getting together and making friends virtually all around the country, maybe even around the world and coming together for these, for, you know, I I keep saying retreats because I think that is where my heart is to have community, to have women join each other. Obviously, uh, social media is a tool that everybody is using these days and why not use it for the glory of God? we can get healthy body, soul, and spirit. So I'm excited about that. But again, these are all things of, are we hearing from the Lord? Are we hearing where we are right now? We are putting the house on the market. We have plans to, we are very, 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 very close to getting the last minute things done and it will go on the market very soon. And, Then what? Honestly, we do not know. We assume that we will be renting somewhere until we figure out exactly where we're supposed to go. We are assuming it's going to be still in Virginia and close to the church that we attend, where my kids are really plugged in. But we honestly do not know all of the details. We just feel that God said, You're going to sell your house. Now, let me just say this it's easy. Last March, when my husband felt it because we were in Colorado and it's just so beautiful and we think, yes, we're going to move to Colorado. Or in October, when I was with the Lord alone in nature, and I just feel him comforting me where nothing else mattered, like nothing, I'm just alone with him. And it is so easy to release everything. You don't even want to come back to the real world, (laughs) you know, except for your, you know, your spouse and your children. Other than that, you're like, wow, do I really need to leave this place of, you know, it was like heaven on earth. But I felt so strongly that I heard the Lord. But then when you get into the actual process of, you know, putting the house on the market and for us, the cleaner the house gets, it's like, uh, why didn't we clean it this way when we lived here? And are we sure we don't even know where we're going? And when you look at the market, there's not a lot of houses out there to buy. There's, um, very limited, houses you know for rent or do we go into a townhouse we have children and the the more we prep the house the more questions we have and it's that very same question that Eve heard the uh, snake say to her the enemy was saying to her did god really say Did God really say, put your house on the market? Did God really say you're going to move and disrupt your, the flow of the teenagers? You're homeschooling them. Did God really say that you're going to cause this extra stress on the whole family to leave the house while you're showing it for people to come in? And you know, all of these things, all these questions and for real, I'm being so, I'm getting very vulnerable and real here. It has been like torment. For me, I would love to say, Oh, I'm a perfect Christian, and this has not bothered me at all. But it's really been tormenting. I've carried the stress of, Oh my goodness, are we doing what we're supposed to do? It, like, where are we going to go? And then my son was saying, you know he's okay you know with leaving you know he has said that you know my daughter is as well you know, we've had these conversations and talks but then one day my son was talking about all of the memories from the backyard and of anybody in the family he definitely has the most from the backyard from our neighborhood friends and them playing world war 2 and them playing all kinds of games in the back and you know climbing their tree fort and just having so many adventures in the backyard but yet Here we are. What, you know, do we really move? Do we, do we really disrupt this? What, what is God saying? What is he doing? Does it even make sense? Um, let me go into some of the scriptures and we're going to get into how do we know if it really is God speaking to us. And then I'm going to wrap it up and tell you what, um, what, you know, kind of the finale it actually even happened today. Um, because I will say Pat and I go back and forth, back and forth, like, really, is this what we're supposed to do? We keep making the repairs, but we, you know, there's that question in the back of our heads. So our minds. <laughs> so first let's talk about some scriptures. I've got five scriptures that I want to read to you. Number one, do not merely listen to the word. And so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. That's James 1, 22, John 14, 23 says, Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. 1 John two seventeen says, the world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. We can't be attached to this world. We have to be attached to the Lord supernaturally so that we're not tripped up by the things of the world. We want to follow God's leading. Number four, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. That's Matthew seven twenty four, And the last verse, number five, whoever heeds discipline shows the way to life, but whoever ignores correction leads others astray. So hearing from the Lord not only affects us, It affects those around us. And just by being disobedient, it can actually lead others astray. So how do we know if we are hearing from the Lord? Well, I jot it down, 10 points, and I'm going to share them with you. And these are ways, things that I do on a daily basis, and it takes a long time to uh, get all of this in order. Um, you know, meaning you don't just all auto, you know, all of a sudden say, I'm going to be a Christ follower. And now I know how to hear his voice. It doesn't work that way because the Lord wants to take us to a deeper place that is in the spirit. And the first, the number one way is to read his word. And that's why it doesn't happen overnight because you cannot read the word of God and have complete understanding overnight. It takes time. It takes days, weeks, months, years to dig into that word. And I believe that we are, going, we are going to continue to learn about the Lord for all eternity. The Bible says that the angels are still flying around His holiness, around Him, and learning new things about Him all of the time. So we have to get into our word. We have to read it, try to understand it the best we can. Number two is discuss the word with others. So many people are, try to do Christianity on their own. They think, I don't need to go to church. I don't need anybody else. It's just me and God, and we're good. And that is so far from the truth. Jesus even prayed one of his recorded prayers outside of the um, the Lord's Prayer when he taught the disciples how to pray. There is a prayer that's recorded. It's in uh, the book of John, I don't know, somewhere around maybe... Uh, 13, 14, some somewhere around there. I I can't remember the exact address as I call it, but he is praying that we are unified, that we are one as he is one with the father, that we are to be one with other Christ followers and to be one with him. As we discuss the word, there are going to be insights that we have for them and insights that they have for us. And we can bring up uh, questions together that make both parties like dig in a little bit deeper to find out the truth. Number three, I have this, and this is a phrase that maybe you've heard and maybe you haven't. It's in the word. It says, uh, number three is test the spirits. What does that mean? We want to test is this from God? Uh, it, will this thing honor God? Like if you're trying to decide, is this from the Lord or not? And, you know, has God told me to do fill in the blank? Uh, this is how we test the spirits. Will this honor God? Will this conflict with the word or is this going to line up with the word, with the Bible? Um, Will this cause others to suffer or be in lack? Like whatever this thing is that you're trying to decide, is this going to take away from the people that need you, that God really wants you to be pouring into? A great example is for me as a mom and a wife, am I making these decisions with their good in mind or am I only thinking about myself? If it's going to pull away from the kids and they don't have their mother around to do what I need to do, you know, uh, not saying that a mother has to always be there 24 seven every minute of the day. Don't mean that, but If there are things that your children need and God is asking you to be the mom to them, then you don't want to do something that's going to take you away from your first calling or from your husband or from, you know, what God has called you to do. Or if you don't have family, you know, there is a, um, you know, what you feel that you, that God has you doing. Is it, is this, this obedience, you know, or is, you know, the thing that you're conflicted about, is this from God or not? Just look, is this going to take away from my number one calling, whatever that calling is? um is this thing that i'm trying to decide is it me focused or is it god focused am i just doing this based on rebecca's needs and what i want and how i think it needs to go and what's going to make me comfortable and happy or is this trying to please the lord because as we just read in the scriptures um anyone who loves jesus will obey his teaching another thing is is this thing moral is it moral? Um, Of course, we just said, does it honor God? Does it conflict with the word? But is this thing moral? Is it ethical? Um, Those are some of the things. And when we test the spirits, the Holy Spirit is going to lead us into a pure lifestyle. And we are going to bear the fruits of a Christian. We're going to have peace. We're going to have love. We're going to have Um, we're going to be kingdom minded and God's going to lead us and we're going to continue bearing the fruit of the kingdom. But if you are getting ready to make a decision and it is not going to bear forth fruit of the kingdom, then that's how you test the spirits. It's not the spirit of God leading you to do that. Um, Number four um, is praying and fasting. So many times we can be so emotionally driven. We can be so, logically driven that we kind of, that kind of buries the spiritually (laughs) driven part. And sometimes we have to pray and fast so that we are taking time to pray. And I'm not, I'm not just talking about let's go on a diet and stop eating food just for that sake and have life as, as you normally do. I'm saying turn off the TV, get away from social media, spend some time in your prayer closet in nature, wherever that is and truly seek the Lord fast. Um, so many times, I've heard this said before, if you can say no to food, you can say no to just about anything. <laughs> so it will be so much easier when you are training your body. No, I'm, I, I'm not going to eat this. I'm not going to watch this. I'm not going to do this. You're training your body to say no, even though something is very appealing. And the same could go with this big decision you have. Is it appealing to your senses? Because God may be saying, absolutely not, this is not a spiritual thing that's going to help you, but yet your senses are so invigorated by this thing and you make the wrong choice. So we want to go, we want to make sure that prayer and fasting is a, um, something that we do on a regular basis, at least once a year, a couple of times a year, maybe even once a month, whatever that looks like, make sure that you are spending time with the Lord. Number five is Make sure that your spouse or those people that are closest to you are in agreement with you, Um, especially in this really, and I did write the word spouse and I realized that not all of my my listeners are married, but there are going to be people that um, you are accountable to and they are going to know you inside and out and they're going to know, is this good for you or is this going to hurt them? Um, so many of our decisions kind of repeating myself too, is it going to take away from those that we love, but our spouses are going to know us and they're going to know what's going to be best, uh, for us. Now, again, I realize that maybe there's some conflict with, you know, maybe your spouse doesn't follow the Lord, or maybe your spouse isn't in the word and they don't follow God the same way that you have. We have to pray and ask God, we don't want anything that we do to drive that your spouse away from the Lord either, right? We want unity as much as we can. And of course, there are going to be extreme circumstances, extreme situations. And I understand that, you know, maybe this particular one doesn't apply to every single situation, but I'm talking about like on a normal day to day basis, Um, I know with me and my husband, I don't want to do something that my husband has absolutely said, no, uh, like this is not good. This is not right. Because I know that God is going to speak through him to me to help protect me and to protect the kids. And maybe he's able to see something that I'm not able to see in that moment. Um, number six, are lots of people around you, um, the, the people that are around you that you trust, are they telling you, no, Are they saying, don't do this. This is not good. Stop, stop. Again, it may not be the spouse. It may be people that you love and trust. For me, I'm very, very close with my sister. I'm very um, close. I have a couple of friends that just, I know that they are for me. They are for Rebecca. They are for my relationship with the Lord. And if they have some red flags popping up, I just want to make sure. I just want to hear them. And I know that they're going to be praying with me and for me. So that's definitely something too that I want to pay attention to. Number seven, um, this thing that we're deciding on, right? Is it from the Lord or not? Is this coming from a deep desire to please God? Is it coming from a desire to please man? Is it coming from a desire to please yourself? We really need to look at those three areas. We need to to make sure that it's coming from the desire to please God. Okay, we we just we don't want to live somewhere he doesn't want us to. We don't want to raise our children in a certain way if it doesn't honor the Lord. We don't want to take this job if it's not going to honor the Lord. Like that deep desire, are we trying to please the Lord or are we trying to get rich quick? <laughs> or are we trying to uh, please man, because they're watching us and they are judging us and they're going to condemn us if we do X, Y, and Z. So ultimately we're just trying to live for man. Or are we selfish? Like I want what I want when I want it. And nobody's going to tell me, you know, anything else I'm going to do it. I'm strong. I'm powerful. And people like me, right? That kind of mentality, because that's very, that's, uh, dominating in the society we live in because, People fend for themselves and they don't want to hear what God has to say or what others have to say. So we really need to check our hearts. And just like David in the Psalm says, Lord, search me, know me, see if there is any wicked way in me, see if there is anything inside me that I can't see myself, that I'm just not able to see, and help me, you know, shine the light on that. And let's get rid of that. God, I'm asking you just to search me and and know me and just reveal to me those areas that aren't lining up with you. Um, number eight, this is what I do. <laughs> if it's not from God, if I think it is from God, I will ask him, I will, and I even use the word beg, beg God to shut the door if it's not from him. Because I might go through this checklist and say, oh, this and this and this and this and this, but I am human. The word says that God remembers we are but dust. (laughs) We can make mistakes. That's why Jesus came is because we are full of mistakes. Um, We think that our way is right, and it's not always right. It is the Lord's way that is always right, and we want to line up with him. So I just beg God, please, Lord, if this is not from you, please shut the door and direct me. Lead me in the path that you have for me. There's also a verse, um, I believe... It is in Isaiah. You could do a quick Google uh, search um, that says that the Holy Spirit is behind us. And it's like he's behind us saying, this is the way, walk in it. And I ask him to do that. Lord, be behind me, be my rear guard, be the one in front of me and on my sides. Just lead me in the way and let me hear your voice saying, this is the way, walk in it. And you will feel that peace as he leads. Doesn't mean that it's not going to be. You know, maybe even sometimes like scary. I don't know another word, not scary. Well, sometimes (laughs) like you're just fearful. Like, Oh my goodness. I can't believe I'm getting ready to do this. You know, you might be nervous about it, but we're just going to trust God. You can still have peace and be a little bit nervous at the same time. Right. Um, so I just, um, I beg him to shut the door. Uh, number nine. We want to work on our relationship with God so that we can learn to grow and trust him no matter what. When we read the word and we read it logically, we read it from our brain, do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this. And we live by those rules. And then when something pops up, we will be making that decision based on our logic, based on our thinking, and not based on our relationship with the Lord. Because what I know is that if God asked me, like he asked Peter, get out of the boat and walk on water. I would think logically, uh, this isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to sink. But if the Lord asked Peter and Peter did, he ended up falling in and Jesus came in and he saved him. He pulled him back up and put him back in the boat. In in our situations, this is, um, this is something that, I learned early, early on that I, I have to trust that God has my back. Even if I'm making a mistake, if I think that I'm hearing from him and it's not from him, I need to trust. He loves me. He knows me. He knows I might make a mistake, but he's going to guard me and protect me and help me even in my frailties, even in my weaknesses, even if in my questions, he is for me. He loves me. And I need to make sure that I know he loves me. And same with you. You need to dive into that relationship to know that God is not just some far off God, the way we see so many other people serving other little G gods, you know, whether it's Buddhists and they go to this statue of Buddha or they, you know, you know whatever the religions are and they go to uh, please an idol. We are in a relationship with God. God loves us and he is sacrificial. He sacrificed for us. That is amazing. That is beyond comprehension that the God who created the universe, sent his son and Jesus who is God literally laid his life down. He gave his life for us and we need to be able to trust him. If he would do that for us, then he There's nothing that he wouldn't do for us. He did it all. He did it all. So we have to work on that relationship so that we know that we know that we know we can trust him. And number 10 is take that leap of faith. Take it. One time years ago, I was in Colorado hiking the mountains, um, probably unwisely by myself. (laughs) I was young and just walking those mountains. I, I hiked so much by myself and then there was one day as i was walking and it was it was this this particular trail there were a lot of people that were on it and i saw um someone sitting on a rock and alone and i just felt in my spirit that the lord wanted me to go and speak to this person And just see if this person knew who the Lord was like, and just minister and witness and, and maybe pray and, and whatever. And I was scared to death. I was nervous, nervous, nervous. And I just kept walking. (laughs) I kept walking and I went to the top of the, uh, of the, the hike. And then when I came down, I was like, okay, Lord, I am sorry. Sorry. If that person is still there, I will go over and do what you've called me to do. I don't know if you are calling me to do this. I don't know if this is you, but this is what I, I decided in my mind. I am going to go and do this thing just in case it is God, because there's no losing there. Because if I'm like, oh, is it God or is it not? I don't know. And then we just go and don't do it. Well, that's obviously disobedience. My thinking was, I'm not sure if you are telling me to do this or if this is just in my heart so much to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with someone. I am going to go and do this. And God, I am asking you, you've got my back because I knew that it lined up with his will. I knew that it was something that he would want me to do. I just didn't know if it was something that he was asking me to do on that day. So I went in obedience. Okay, now, um, this is the thing. I went and took the leap of faith. And it was what it was. That was the very first time. Mm-hmm. And from that day forward, I wish that I did this a lot more um, or and aware a lot more. But when I do feel that God is saying, Rebecca, go do this, or here's your waitress, ask her X, Y, Z, how's her day going? Or ask her, you know, whatever it is. I have to take that leap of faith and say, okay, God, here I go. <laughs> Please have my back. Please like, because my desire is to please him and to obey him. All right, let's go back to the beginning of what this podcast, what I was sharing in the beginning was we are putting our house on the market and there's that question. Is this really God? Is this really him asking us to do this? And I'm telling you, it's been, I've been fretting over it to where my jaws ache because um, I'm trying to control. I've read somewhere where sometimes you can get stress, You can hold stress in your jaws and then you can clench your, your uh, jaws, uh, whether it's at nighttime or grind your teeth or whatever, because you're trying to control the situation. I can't control it. And then all of a sudden tonight it dawned on me and I told my husband, I'm like, Oh my goodness. Here it is. This is it. We can't go flip-flop anymore. Is this God or is this not God? Is it, is it, you know, it's stealing our peace, stealing our joy, stealing whatever. This is the bottom line. A year ago, my husband felt like he heard the Lord say, you're going to sell your house. That was a year ago. I felt in October that the Lord was saying, you need to release your home. You're going to be putting it on the market and you need to let it go. And, you know, other things have led up to that too. And it's like, you know what, as far as we know, God has said, you're going to sell your house and we need to like, like, okay, that's it. Like obey. (laughs) It's time to obey. That's what we've heard. That's what we know that we've heard. All of this flip flop stuff. That's us contemplating. That's us being like Eve and the devil. Did God really say, well, wait a minute. Like, wake up here. It was like a splash of water in my face, you know, or someone like, you know, slapping me on my face. Like, Rebecca, wake up. You have heard to the best of your ability. You have heard the Lord say X, Y, Z. Now move forward with X, Y, Z and trust just like what I gave you those 10 points. If it wasn't the Lord, if it happened to not be him, I trust my relationship with the Lord and he will shut That door. He will say, Oh, Rebecca, that was so sweet. Wow. You know, let me tell you what I really said. You know, if that was the case. Um, but this is the thing. When we get a directive from the Lord, we move forward in that in obedience and then we trust him. Okay. If it's not, then the Lord is going to protect us. So that I just wanted to come in and share this with you guys. Hopefully these tips help you. Hopefully these scriptures our goal is to please the father our goal is to be in relationship with the father with jesus with holy spirit the three in one they uh, it's it's three parts of one god it's a, it's amazing it's a trinity And that is our goal is to know him and to love him and, and to be loved by him and to be guided and directed in disobedience or walking in fear that will keep us away from the blessing that God wants to give to us. So I just want to encourage you, don't forsake the blessing. Don't just do your own thing because you're questioning, is this God or not? Or, uh, you know, and you, then you stay stuck. If you feel that the Lord has said, then move forward in obedience and trust God to do the rest. So God, I thank you for those who are listening to this podcast. I pray that you would lead each of us in the direction that you would have us to go, not for our glory, not for our sakes, but Lord, for the glory of your name, for the glory of your son. Thank you that you desire relationship with us. And as we give our lives to you, you give your life to us. And it is amazing that we can walk in the abundance of the Lord as we walk in step with your plan for our lives. We love you, Lord. And we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. I want to thank you. This was a longer podcast than normal. I thank you for tuning in and listening. If you've made it this far, then you are a trooper. (laughs) So thank you so much for tuning in and listening in. Um, Please share this podcast with others and um, uh, tune in for, you know, you can go back through and listen to the other podcasts. Hopefully they will be beneficial to you and continue listening in, in for the future podcasts. Hopefully they will be beneficial as well. If there are suggestions that you would like to make, then please leave a comment. You can reach out. You can find me on social media. You can uh, leave a comment or uh, email me. Uh, You can go to my website, agodfocusedlife.org, and you can uh, email me from there. I look forward to hearing from you, and I want to serve you in the best way that I can. To God be the glory. Till next time. Bye-bye.